Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirija Shamal, and each episode, I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities, what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our CareerView website who are interested in a career as an engineer. I'm joined by 25-year-old engineer Zaman Khan, who travelled to Australia as an international student from India. In this interview, Zaman shares the realities of studying and looking for work abroad and all the challenges that come from it, and he's got a lot of great advice to share. So, let's hear from him. Back for another episode here today on Career View, and we're here with Zaman, a mechanical engineer. Zaman, how's everything going? How's your day been? Yeah, it's been pretty nice. Then, yeah, I'm going to play a bit of cricket today, later in the afternoon. Fantastic. And I know you're a big cricket fan. Always been a cricket fan? I've always been a cricket fan. So I've been playing cricket since I was 14 years and it's been like 10 years now I'm playing cricket. Yeah, I've played in India and I'm playing in Australia. Yeah, Fantastic. And I'm really interested to get your insights here because you are one of our first international students. You've studied initially abroad. You were brought up in India. I'm really curious to know about how this whole journey has been for yourself. But before we jump into some of the questions that are asked by students when it comes to a career path as a mechanical engineer or as an engineer, first thing I want to know from yourself is... Did you always want to become an engineer? Was this something that you've always dreamt of doing? My first dream was to be a cricketer, a bowler. But then, yeah, of course, because these things are not like same like here in Australia and India. And you always do not get to pursue what you really want, which was like kind of like a harsh reality, which that hit, hit me. And you have to carry on your education. You have mm. to carry on your studies mm. at, at the same time when you are like playing and doing like normal yeah. activities yeah. so yeah so that's the time when I realized that I have to do something with my studies yep. and the path I chose was mechanical engineering where did the interest for mechanical engineering come from so yeah it's pretty interesting though my father has a, like a small scale sheet metal fabrication business so I've been grown up watching him like working in a workshop working with his employees like you know how managing a business and working with all around different kind of machines like as a mechanical engineer now those machines when I look back those were like kind of like exciting factors for me watching a drill machine a grinding a welding a spot welding a ball shearing machine and all of that stuff you know like it's kind of like went around my head so I was actually watching them practically mm. and I knew how they work but I wasn't studying them so like when I had to choose a career later on after avoiding cricket and all that. So I thought the one thing which excites me apart from cricket are machines. So like, and then what exactly should I do to go into the line of machine? And that was like mechanical engineering. Fantastic. So that exposure from your father and being and seeing all of that around you definitely hit a switch. Exactly. For you to then consider mechanical engineering as a profession and it's clearly paid off because now you're, you're enjoying what you do. And I hope that the cricket dreams are still alive at some extent for yourself. It is, absolutely. I'm still playing cricket. I'm playing cricket later today as well. I'm playing for UWA. So yeah, I do play third and fourth grade now, hoping to get along with it. That's great, Zaman. I'm really happy to hear that. Jumping into our top questions now, asked by students when it comes to pursuing a career path of an engineer. The first question that we have for you is, 
What was the kind of decision-making process that you had when it came to selecting what field of engineering you wanted to do? Now, you have a lot of different fields. You have mechanical, obviously, you had electrical, you could even consider civil. Was it just purely your father's influence that really shaped what you wanted to do and you thought mechanical was the right way to go? Well, yeah, I would say partly. Yeah, father influence, like parents, they do guide us, which is the first thing, but machines. This is what I see. This is what I understand. Yeah. This is how they work. I yeah. like the physics behind it. Mm. So yeah, and that's the reason why I've chosen mechanical rather than, you know, like a computer science or an electrical, which I had not a much of idea about it. Mm. And, you know, I had my passion and love about the machine. So yeah. yeah. No, okay, great, great to know, Zaman. Next question that we have for you asked by students is, how did you know engineering was right for you? Now, you've always felt that engineering is something that you wanted to do along with when you were playing sport. But at what point did you realize, hey, this is exactly what I imagined it to be and this is why I know I made the right decision? Yeah, so this was actually like a good hit when I was in my third year of my bachelor's and I was kind of like doing my final year project and all that. So we were doing a robotic arm, which was kind of like able to get some some molten material out of a casting and then putting it into a cavity. So I was just wondering, at that point of time, I actually do realize that, you know, this is what I'm doing. Like, until that point of time, I was studying. I was very mm. theoretical into yeah, it. Yeah. But that point of time, I actually realized that what's the importance of doing engineering over any other degree is that you get practical knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that is where I was actually getting, you know, I was working practically. I knew how to design the stuff. I knew how to procure the stuff. And like, when you're working as an engineer, you are like, you're completely overseeing everything. It's not just in science. It's the business side as well. Mm -hmm which at that point of time, I later learned. And then I kind of like, you know, I was I kind of realized that how this actually had unconsciously helped me to shape my career. Because when I look back, mm. 14 year kid watching my dad working, yeah. I kind of like, you know, related that that was he actually doing. He was working practically. He was overseeing a business, although he's not an engineer, but whatever stuff he was doing, it's kind of like unconsciously helped me to build my career. Yeah, well. And that's the point I realized that exactly I have, what I've, what I've had done, I think I've done best for me. I think that's really important for young engineers or aspiring engineers out there to understand that you might go through the first few years of studying or learning about engineering. It's very theoretical, right? right. But once you get that hands-on practical experience, which you've just described, it kind of flicks a switch where you just realize this is something more than what I thought it could be. That's what makes an engineer different from a normal field. Absolutely. No, great to know. And moving on to the next question that we have for you asked by students is, did you have a backup plan? Honestly, I did not have a backup plan because as I said, I'm like type of a person when I'm getting into something, I'm making sure that I'm really loving it. Even if you are not earning as much as you have imagined it to be, yeah. but if you are happy with your life at the end of the day, that's what matters to be honest. Great, great to know. And it's good that you've gone 100% in. There's yeah. no looking back. How did you kind of sustain that energy though? Because at times I can imagine that that gets difficult. Yeah, so there are tough phases in life, especially when I came here in Australia, it was really tough for me. The only thing which kept motivating me is that I had a clear ambition in front of my eyes. Mm. So that's what I was I was reflecting back to myself and I was thinking as well, like, why actually I did that? Why really I did, really wanted to come to Australia? Mm. That's because I really wanted to understand how engineering works here. Mm. How do you pursue like mechanical engineering out of India? Like what exposure can a different university, a different country give you in terms of mechanical engineering, like working practically and all that? So yeah. That's what I was like, so when you have a clear ambition in front of you, yeah. even if you go down and low, 
you love something you are actually looking into your end goal mm. and like and you are like kind of living your process by watching the end goal and that keeps you like motivating even if you go down or up doesn't matter you have your end goal you have your ambition and you're going to get it at the end of the day no uh, absolutely and i think that's an important thing and i want to stay on this point here because that whole transition for yourself to come from india to come to australia and learn about engineering and understand how it's done here what was the most challenging aspect in terms of making this move in terms of settling in here and how did you overcome that i guess yeah so there are a lot of challenging factors to be honest so when i came in here i didn't realize it's going to be as hard as it was with me so like when i came in here then covid came and you know the university shut down i was so i was lucky i had a cousin here so he kind of helped me out during my initial phases mm. to set me up you know just to like help me around go around the city to know a bit of people and all that but to be honest not what compared like the amount of friend i had in india the amount of flexibility i have in india i have nothing because it was a total shutdown it was a really really tough phase for me yeah but actually it's the what i've realized as well that so you learn through your life when you are into that situation you actually learn to survive mm. when i because when you chose a path for your life it's me who have decided that i want to go out and pursue something so when i am choosing something for me i have to get prepared for you know all the lows and all the highs mm. so you i've chosen that life Mm. So as I said, being end goal, being like a hundred percent focus on end goal is very important to not lose your motivation during that process. So that's what I'm like, kind of advise all the young engineers and all the students: make your end goal as clear as possible. Yeah. If you have your end goal, if you have your motivation, then the process, even if you go up and down, and that end goal will motivate you. Mm. You know, do better in life. Like just, it will help you to go around each and every day, each and every hour of a day, even if you're missing your family. you're missing your friends but you know that you are here for something brighter yeah yeah you're here to change your world absolutely and i commend that tremendously zaman because it requires a lot of thought and it requires a lot of time in terms of understanding what is that end goal look like and for anyone that's listening out there it's important to at least start that you might not always see what how clear that end goal looks like but if you're not spending that quality time if you're not spending that self reflective period of really trying to understand what does that look like for you and then for yourself as a man you were able to just really clearly identify it and it made even the toughest of moves coming from india here to australia and overcoming covid not knowing many people still possible and now it's great to know that you're in a great place with work and things are going well exactly exactly and i just also want to add a point i think you are actually doing very great you're making sure the student do understand their end goal or at least try to get a figure of what they really want to be in future mm. so it's kind of like so this is why it is i would have very lucky if i would have career episodes like this like before this in my career right <laughs> i was watching youtube videos man <laughs> that's so good that's why we're here and they can hear from you zaman so i'm very happy at least we're here today and doing that next question that we have for you asked by students is is studying engineering in university hard and maybe you can share both of your experiences back in india and here in australia as well Yeah it is like of course it is hard and when you are doing masters or phd it is hard but at the end of the day do you really want to do masters is your decision do you really want to go into that space do you really want to deal with the complex design problem of what a mechanical engineer actually deal in his real life problems so this is your decision to make mm. like when i was in india i would say it the study the engineering when i was also doing bachelors so it was more of a more theoretical stuff and then at that point of time i did realize that i am a kind of person who likes to work more practically so 
choosing Australia, I had done my complete research on which country I can go to and what field I will have to choose in my future. Mm. Choosing UWA was the reason because UWA offers, you know, Master of Professional Engineering, which means you work more practically on a problem. Yeah. The assignments which we do, some people feel it hard because they are more of a research guy. They want to work on researches, but not for me because even if it's tough, but that's what I've chosen because I want to learn things practically. Practically. And yeah. that's what I've chosen my course in UWA. So like, that's what... I gain advice to young engineers at every point of time. If you are taking a decision, mm. make sure you do do a bit of research about why you are doing this, why you are choosing this line. Do you really love it? Absolutely, and you need to be very clear about that. Exactly, it's very it's a very important aspect to understand, especially when you're deciding what kind of engineering and how long you want to do it. Do you just want to do your bachelor's? Do you just want to do your master's? But coming back to your experience, Aman, you know, for engineering, when you say it is hard. What did you find so hard about it? Was it the workload? Was it the theoretical aspects? What exactly did you find so challenging for yourself when you were studying it? The academic lift from India to Australia is a bit high. Here, mm. the teachers and the professor, they assume that you know a lot. Uh, maybe it's the course structure actually pushes you. I'm just like, I'm being, being very specific about my master's course. It does push you to your uncomfortable mm. areas of studies. Because as an engineer, as I said, you need to be knowing if you're working practically, you cannot say that I know this particular subject and I don't know that particular subject because when you're working practically, all of the, that implies altogether. Yeah. So I think that was a very hard part for me because for me, I love designing, to mm. be honest, designing mm. and modeling. And I love like manufacturing stuff. But when you're manufacturing stuff, you do have to analyze the thermodynamics part of it, right? You do have to analyze the structure part of it. So that's what I think UWA like kind of prepared us like to be like industry ready mm. because they kind of pushed us to all those aspects. Aspects, yeah. And then we realized that it is hard. Mm. But yeah, of course, if you want to be an engineer, you have to know this as well. You cannot go in industry and say, okay, I just know designing. And just I know don't, designing. Yeah. yeah, you need to cover all elements exactly. as well. And in that, I guess there is a lot of you need to be familiar with all of these new concepts. And that's where, for you, obviously, the, the challenge was there in terms of being familiar and understanding those things. But once again, you were able to get through it. Yeah. And that must have been a massive relief, that, finishing yeah. your master's. Yeah. yeah, it was a great relief, to be honest. Yeah, amazing stuff. Like, one of the best things I've did in my life. Also, you do take a lot of education loan as well, which is, like, also a very big mm. factor. Mm. You cannot just come here and then decide, oh, this is not what I've chosen. So like, as I'm just saying, like as an international student, your life is like tougher than a normal Australian student because you have a lot of stuff going on. It's not just studies. It's not just the culture change. It is also a financial burden on you as well. Absolutely. I know most of the international students, they do go through this stuff. That's why they have to do a lot of part-time job and stuff like that. They do struggle a lot. But if you know your end goal, if you love what you're going to do, end of the day, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be happy with your life. That's great. And just coming back to you're such an important point, international students, there's so many more things to consider. Yeah. You're not just studying. Yeah. You're also working. Exactly. You're also trying to find how you pay your fees up front. It's quite remarkable for you to go through that. So interesting there. On to our next question that we have for you. How did you find a job once you graduated? Understanding that you're an international student was a little bit different for you. It was, but I would say it is more or less the same for both international and Australian students. Yes, as an international student, you are not a citizen, you're not a PR, so you had to get through that phase as well. But more or less, it is same. And one thing I would recommend, which I recommend now to my friend, do networking. Go out, meet people, because that's how you will know which industry I want to apply to. 
and like which field I want to apply to. And then you will have your field mentors. Like you will know industry people. Like, you know, you build your own virtual prospect around it. So, you know, so they would probably realize, okay, so this is a guy, mechanical engineer studying in UWA. He's doing this, he's doing that. Can I help him? If not, can I refer him to someone else? Mm. So this is why you don't really go there to get a job. Mm. You just go there with a pure heart just to, you know, build networks. Because mm. as an international student, as well, I didn't have a lot of friends. So I think networking was kind of stuff, which I started a bit late, actually, to be honest, because mm. I also didn't knew about it. Applying through SEEK, applying through the graduate program on website is a part of it. But it's very important to realize that not all the jobs are being displayed there, which I have understood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what do you mean by that? What what do you mean by not all the jobs have been displayed there? That's what I've learned, to be honest. Like, Mm. not the company doesn't display all its job requirement on a website. They actually, like the HR will probably ask the project manager that if you need a guy. And he was like, yeah, maybe I know, like, I need a guy. And then there will be someone from the company who will be like, oh, I know someone who's Mm. studying here and who has done this. Mm. He had a bit of experience. Maybe he will be the right guy for, and they will probably call you up Mm. and do a phone interview where you don't have to, you know, like go through hundreds of other applicants. And then you get through it straight away. So this is also how the company gets their employers. It's not just like, you know, doing, because company had to spend a lot of money to put out a graduate application and then interview 50 people Mm. and then get two out of it. Other than they will really likely to have choose someone which project manager or which experienced engineer is referring to. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And no, that's such a good point. And it comes back to the point of power of networking and putting yourself out there, getting to know people because you never know how an opportunity may strike in any context, in any situation. But coming back to yourself as an international student, did you find yourself ever being restricted with opportunities? Did you find any challenges in terms of getting your foot in the door because you're an international student? There is a bit of challenge, but I wouldn't say it's a deciding factor, but there is like because we are not a citizen or we are not a permanent resident. So most of the company, they do like to choose a citizen over a visa, Mm. like a student who is on visa because of their own security purposes, which I do understand now totally makes sense. But yeah, that is one part of it. So that's the importance of networking, because when I landed in Perth, I only knew Rio and BHP. Okay. But now I can like... I have applied to more than 80 industries, honestly. Yeah. You know, I've been rejected by more than half of them. Right. I've got interviewed by like 20% of them. And then I got selected by five of them. And then I got a job in one of them. One of them. So it's like a big, it's not only Rio and BHP. There are a lot of mechanical engineering industry. And I think it's same with every field. Because yeah. when you know something from a very high level, you mm. only know the big guns. But you don't know that there are a lot and lot of other industries who also wants to get mechanical engineers and you get paid equally well. I've seen that. I've seen that so many countless times when I remember applying for roles for the first time. At some point, you'll get those interviews and then only from a few of them, you'll get that one opportunity that that just works for you. So there is hope when it comes to that and that's all part of the process, right? And as you've summed up pretty well, there's this other element of networking and being within the circle and going out to industry events, going out to networking events. Just putting yourself out there, introducing yourself and saying, hey, you know, I'm just finished my studies or I'm currently studying. I have an interest. I'm curious to know more. And people will always appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the biggest changing part of my life when I started actually going out into networking events, I've knew a lot of people, mm. I've knew a lot of industries. Mm. Yeah, a lot of events happening, met a lot of new people. It's very exciting and very inspiring to know you're not the only one struggling. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you're not the only one. It's something that a lot of students feel when they're starting off, but staying motivated and persistent is always, always the key there. On to the next question that we have for you is, how much has applied what you've learned in university to the real world? Yeah, I think my course, Master of Professional Engineering in UWA, I think it has pretty much shaped me well for the industry. Honestly speaking, the course had that stuff, practical, theoretical, how to build a report, how to make a timeline, how to, you know, like make a scheduling and all that. So it was a kind of uh, program, which like two-year master program is kind of like absolutely shaped me. I think pretty much, I think like I would ra- rather say 80 to 90% mm. because when I joined as an, a company as an intern mm. and when that project manager asked me to make a report and I did make a report and he was actually very happy with my work and he said that this is the thing which I kind of look into graduates mm. and he told me that because like when you're presenting something in an industry you have to be very organized you have to be very neat it's not just about writing it's about presenting as well and he was very happy by by the way I've presented absolutely no that's great so very much of what you've studied applied in what you did to, in the industry and clearly it's helped you tremendously get your job as well. But touching upon a really important point, it's not just what you've learned and being able to demonstrate those skills, but able to present yourself. I think that's yes. a very critical element. And you're saying that your studies really helped you apply that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. able to present myself is one of the, like the networking event, the career event. It actually kind of like helps you, you know, when you go yeah. out and speak to professionals, you know how to speak professionally. Yep. You, you know how to deal with people and you learn a lot of stuff. I think mm-hmm. UWA, absolutely. I e- think. Excellent. Moving on to the next question that we have for you, Zaman, is what is the salary range when starting out in your field and really how far can it grow? Yeah, I think for in my field, I would rather say like the average would be around like somewhere from 75 to 85. And if you're working 5-4, it might go up a bit as well. Yep. But yeah, and I'm not like very sure about how far can it grow because I've just started. Okay. I've just, it's, it's been just a year for me. Yeah. But I think eventually, if you're starting as a mechanical engineer, if you're going to being like a lead mechanical engineer, or principal mechanical engineer. So there are also like two different pathways which a person can choose. Like he mm. either can be like totally technical he either can be a bit more, you know, professional stuff, like he can pursue like a project engineering stuff, be like a project manager or like engineering manager and stuff like that. So yeah, they do get paid a lot. They do, yeah. Paid a lot, to yeah. be honest. Interesting to, from your perspective, a mechanical engineer working in areas of design, the 75 to 85 was something, the range that you were starting off with, which is great. And how's that been in terms of supporting everyday lifestyle and what you want to do? Has this been an issue for you? Do you feel like you're being you're working to the level of what you're getting compensated when it comes to that? I think, honestly, when you are starting as a graduate engineer, you know nothing. Absolutely, you know nothing. And you have to accept that fact that you know nothing. It's the beginning of your new like aspect of your life. And when you are there, I think, yeah, money is one aspect. Mm. The other aspect is to learn and grow and to love what you're doing. Mm. So I think my, whatever I am earning and whatever I am getting in my life after getting my master in UWA, I'm pretty happy with that. Great to hear. But it comes back to the fact that you've always been clear about what you wanted to do. And when you're clear about what you wanted to do, and once again, we're reminding this to our listeners out there, even if you haven't started, make the time to start and understand what that is. And it may not be exactly what it is that you want to do, but as long as you're shooting in that right direction, it will be. And 
as a graduate, you don't know anything. <laughs> so it's about just getting your foot out there and being able to expose yourself as much as possible. Exactly. Money should be, in some regard, the last thing that you're worried about. Absolutely, absolutely. And that, I think that's what you and a lot of other mentors have actually, you know, kind of taught me and shaped me as well. Yeah, like getting your foot out is the first thing. It's not the money. It's mm. never the money. It's never the money. Yeah. I like it. Last question that we have for you, asked by students, is do you plan to be an engineer for the rest of your career? Well, this is the question I'm asking myself as well. As a part of being like clear to your goal, as what I'm saying from the last 10, 15 minutes, this is the point where I'm not very clear with my goal. Yeah, do I really want to be an engineer? Do I really want to be shift to a, like, like a more project engineering role, which is like a bit of technical and a business aspect adding to it as well. So I'm also actually, you know, thinking about it. Yeah, so I think it's a part of your life where sometimes you know what you need to do. Sometimes you do realize what you need to do by your own experience. Mm. And like sometimes you are confused. You're confused. confused that, yeah. that, that's a part of life. You Absolutely. are confused. Like I can understand a lot of my friends as well who were very confused what they exactly need to do. So like, I think it's very important to sit around, mm. reflect by, back to yourself because when you are in year 11 or year 12, it's the like kind of a deciding factor of your life, right? Mm. You are choosing a field. Mm. It's a big step. Yeah. So I think it's very important to sit back, reflect back, talk to your parents, talk to people. Always make sure that you have a mentor in your life. It's very important. Like there should be someone whom you can go and talk to who can actually give you advice free of any kind of judgment. Yeah. It can be your parent. It can be your friend. It can be someone who will look forward to you in your life and like try to reflect of what exactly you need to do. Yeah. And then, you know, when once you are clear, like pursue that goal without looking onto any other stuff. Simon, I like your honesty. I do. I think it's important for our listeners out there to know that yeah. you don't need to have all the answers as long as you know generally the direction you want to go. And things will unfold and things will transpire into areas and elements that you didn't imagine at some point that you might even ever get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to add this point as well. Like, It's important to go through the process, go through the flow, but it's also important to know what you're aiming to as well. As a student, you can go through the process, but it's very important, as I said, talk to mentor, talk to networking, go to networking event, talk to your mentor, talk to your parents, know what you need, really want to do. Great advice, Aman. And that wraps up all our questions that we have for you today. Thank you so much for being here. For our listeners out there who have more questions for Zaman that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with him, just visit our website, careerview.com.au. This is where you'll find Zaman's profile and you can send him more questions, which I'm sure he'll be happy to answer. And with every episode, please don't forget to submit the questions that you want to know, especially to young professionals who've been there and have done that and they can share their story. I can't thank you enough for your time today, Zaman, because you've given us a really interesting perspective from an international student outlook. And I want to just ask one final thing, and that is if you have any advice for any other international students who are considering making such a big move or any student who's looking to travel abroad and study somewhere else, what would you say to them? When you are doing something out of the box, make sure you are loving it. Make sure you have the ambition for it. Don't go half-hearted. If you are going for something, go with the full passion, go with full ambition, go with full love. Because at the end of the day, when you will hit your lows, that is the thing which is going to motivate you and like kind of like help you go back into your life and have mentors in your life. It really helps. Zaman, thanks again for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs>